0: Welcome to According to Callus. This is Stephen, and I am here to finish up my Idols series. This is going to be episode 109. As I may have pointed out, this was inspired by a Sunday service, not yesterday, but the week before. And uh, I haven't often taken advantage of that inspiration, right? And I, I don't mean that as a slight. Just meaning that this was something that was directly applicable to the kinds of things I talk about. So tonight, because I was not sure what I wanted to title it, and even though I had an extra day or two to think about it, I think I'm just going to go with Idols Demystified. Um, I, I don't... I don't know how to explain it other than to say is an idol is something that we've already discussed kind of thoroughly in the last, um, I don't know, not quite hour and a half worth of episodes. Let's say call it an hour and 15 minutes. And the, the underlying issue is not giving appropriate priority or appropriate effort to the things that should matter most. Indeed, you put it into something else that should be at a lesser level of less importance of maybe not even lasting value. We talked about the, what happens to you when you do that. We talked about how you might go down that path. And we also talked about what we specialize in America as picking out idols as right. So as we think about this, Perhaps we'll go with reimagined. How about that? Idols reimagined. No, no, I don't like that either. Let's just say that the whole idea is, at least in the Christian faith, if you're putting something before God, you've created an idol or you've created a false God. And outside of the Christian faith, I mean, there are other faiths or whatever that have similar thought process or similar cautions. But it, we're supposed to incorporate our faith in everything that we do so that when we marry, right? So I marry my wife and I'm supposed to treat her in a biblical way. I'm trying to do that as an emulation of how God, the father and God, the son dealt with earth. Right. Um, dealt with the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, if you will. Likewise, when you raise your children, you're supposed to emulate that as well. But if you reject all of that, you know, it's hard to communicate to somebody how, how do you do that? So you have to rely on something like a priority or something like a value. What do you put that value in? Now, that's something that directly translates out of a Christian worldview. But again, if you don't subscribe to that, you have to at least be familiar with it, right? You have to understand the concept of good and evil. You have to understand the concept of right versus wrong. You have to understand the value judgment you put on things. How you interact with other people is supposed to be an outflowing of the golden rule. And I know, I know. That's well-known enough and presumably superseding Christianity or the Christian uh, culture. That is something that people generally agree is a good idea, right? And there's multiple variations of it. The one that we're supposed to reject is he who has the gold makes the rules, right? The reality is, is it's probably closer to the truth than most of us are comfortable with. But if you do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In theory, you would be loving them, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself, right? So again, there are people that think so highly of themselves that they put themselves on that pedestal. They are their own God. Um, There are a number of names that may exist for that, but the reality remains that We are all just men or women, if you prefer, and apparently some aren't sure which they are. But the reality is that when we put somebody that is created like us, or when we put something that we created or somebody else created in place of God, we are creating that false God, that false idol. So if we, we understand that mindset and then we look at the priorities. So the priority is, is at least in my understanding, right? And you feel free to disagree with me. I'm not pretending that I know everything. I'm not pretending that because I think that it's absolutely right. Again, the Neil Bortz proviso remains in place. Just because I say it, you shouldn't believe it. You should always look up and and confirm everything that anybody says, no matter what it is. Even if you happen to agree with it. So you invest your time in your efforts, in your family. First and foremost. Then your community. Now, for some people, that community is a church. For some, it's a temple. For some, it's, you know, the Elks Club or Lions Club or something like that, some kind of civic organization. For some, it's political party. For some, it's just extended family, right? If you live in an area where, you know, within three miles, you have 40 or 50 relatives, it's pretty much a large community right in and of itself. So the priority is going to be your direct family, your extended family or community. And then perhaps the city or the town, Right. Now, this is going to start to sound a little familiar, right? Because we've covered this before. If you want to be involved, if you want to make a difference, you need to start locally. The challenge is, most of us have gone through most of our lives being detached, right? Well, as long as they don't mess with me or as long as they don't make me do thus and so, I don't really care. What difference does it make who that person is or that person? Person is serving in what position, who cares? It doesn't matter. I just get to live my life, and as long as they're not directly oppressing me, I don't care. Well, that's kind of a dangerous situation because one day you wake up and the whole world changed on you. I mean, for those of you who woke up back in 2000, you got to be wondering to yourself what exactly has happened in the last 18, 19 months? What happened to my country? What happened to my state? Indeed, what happened to my city? The answers are that those people that prioritize those things far before the rest of the country woke up are in control of a lot of things. They control the robes. And you say, well, what are you talking about? The robes. Well, it kind of comes from Gramsci, who was a Marxist, socialist, And basically their whole motive was is we have to get the robes, which were the priests or the pastors, if you will, the academia, which would be the professors and the judges. And they've been wildly successful at what they did. And the rest of us, well, we just kept going to work. We just kept doing our thing, paying our taxes, trying to stay out of trouble and really Trying to be blissfully ignorant of what was going on around us. And when I say trying, I mean because some of us woke up without necessarily wanting to be woke up. Some of us just were half awake the whole time and just tried to ignore it, but we couldn't. And some of us were just now awakening to see the ruin that has come upon us. And when I say ruin... Please mis- don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying the country is ruined and we can never do anything better, and you know all is lost. Nothing like that. Ruin, in the simplest sense of this, means um, what was no longer is, but it is not gone. You know, much le- like um, in Nehemiah, they talk about rebuilding the wall. What's there? is still a foundation, still a function. It's, all is not lost. But if you don't try, if you don't put in the effort, if you don't work, if you don't care, you're going to be run over. The marauders will come, and they'll destroy what little is left. But what I'm here to tell you is, that Nehemiah directly speaks to how each individual or each family took a little section and rebuilt it, and they did their thing they put in the effort that was their priority for a season and the reason why they were doing it is because they needed to they were glorifying god by protecting their city right so what i would suggest to you is if you're prioritizing your life and you're taking care of your family and you're taking care of your community and you're doing all those things and yet you have the calling the urge the need, the desire, the pull to get involved in something bigger and better. And I shouldn't even say better. Let's just say more involved. There's a cost to it. And you're going to have to balance that out, right? Because the cost is what drifts you into the territory of becoming an idol. Much like we've seen how the events in the last week have... If they haven't shocked you or extremely disappointed you, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, but those were misplaced priorities. There was the idol that we thought a Western democracy could be just planted anywhere and the people would love it and would enjoy it and take it and defend it, but they weren't interested. We tried to sell them on it for 20 years and they still don't care. They know what their priorities are. They know what their community is. And we don't have to agree or like what their priorities or community is. We just have to acknowledge that they're there. Likewise, in the uh, area that I live, we've received a lot of people from other countries that come with different priorities, different backgrounds, different religions. And there's going to be some conflict there, right? There's going to be some jockeying for control for what's right, what priorities do we want to put in our communities and while maybe in the western civilization we pride ourselves on the idea that you can have open discourse on the idea that you can agree to disagree on the idea that you can think that I can think this and we can go on about our lives and we don't have to worry about what the other one wants because they're not in control of us I gotta say It's not like that everywhere else in the world. And in fact, a lot of those folks that are coming here are coming from parts of the world where that's simply not allowed. They won't tolerate dissent. They won't tolerate difference of opinion. They won't tolerate noncompliance. To be clear, I am not saying that the people that have come here agree with that or that the people that have come here want that. I'm just suggesting that perhaps they've been conditioned accept that they've been conditioned to think that's normal so that when it's being applied here, a good number of them will welcome it and recognize it and greet it like a lost friend. Now there will be those that recognize it, reject it and want to fight it tooth and nail. Those are the people that I want around. Those are the people that are having, will have our back. Those are the people that will join our side. Oh, I know a few of them down in Plano. I'm sure a couple in Allen, maybe even in Frisco. I even know a guy out in Parker somewhere. They want to fight the good fight. They want to defend Liberty. They want to respect Western culture for what it's brought, which is not to say that Western culture is perfect because we clearly know that ain't the case, but the fruits of the Western culture, have brought us many, many things that have spread worldwide. And those things we should appreciate and those things we should defend. But again, when you put it on a pedestal, when you make an idol out of it, you get disastrous results. Shall I name them? Oh, I think I may. South Vietnam. Cambodia. Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Egypt, Somalia, Ethiopia, South Africa. And those are just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. I really don't feel the need to tell people how to live their lives. I don't feel the need to go in and alter their form of government. Now, I would suggest that perhaps sending Christian missionaries anywhere and everywhere, teaching the concepts of Christianity, may bring about positive outcomes. And that would be the much higher priority than installing our favored dictator, our favored um, puppet, or investing billions and trillions of dollars in creating something that will be destroyed within months of leaving. I'm not in control of foreign policy. And you know what? You're not either. In fact, I'd wager that none of us has any say or any influence on foreign policy. But we do have influence and we do have sway in our local domestic policy. Again, priorities. There's a certain segment of our society that thinks that they know better. Than everyone else. And they think that they should basically tell you how you should live your life. In fact, if you don't live your life in accordance with what their values are, they will make you live your life in accordance with what their values are. Ah, oh, and I see where you're going. You're thinking about those dastardly right wingers that they're Christian theonomists and they want to just shove their religion down everybody's throat. Yeah, there might be a few of those. They may make up 1% of the Christian West. And even though I won't reject them, I just will say that sometimes some of the things they advocate does make me just a little nervous. But the reality is there's almost zero threat there. But what there is is a giant threat from the pure tyrannical Oh you know like that new word pure tyrannical <laughs> The pure tyrannical Yankiness of the Northeast and I guess California as well. These folks, they get in positions of influence and power, and because they think something, then everybody must comply. They must follow the leader. They must not question the narrative. They must go along, good citizen. You must do what we say for the betterment of all society. Now, I will say that much like I would not prefer to have people out uh, after having a fifth of whiskey driving cars and they probably need to be told, no, that's not a good idea. And if you do that, we're going to lock you up. The reality is most people don't do that. And the few people that do do that, they need to actually get a real consequence for their behavior and even doubly or triply so if they actually cause a problem when they're out doing it. But we don't even do that. We have such arbitrary enforcement of our arbitrary laws that it's a wonder that anybody knows which end is up and what is right. Hey, but never fear. Those same pure tyrannical people will come in and just tell us what's right. Yes, no, you should not have natural gas, or coal plants. You must give up electricity. It's for the betterment of the planet, don't you see? Yes, you may not eat meat anymore. It's for the betterment of the planet. We're going to create fake meat. Never mind that you can sustainably and actually regeneratively raise all sorts of animals, from all the way up to elephants to all the way down to rabbits. But we don't want to do that. No, it's more important that we control you and make you do what we say and what we think. And you may think, Steven, you need to chill out, man. That tinfoil hat's starting to squeeze your head too much and you're not getting the blood to your brain. But I say to you, that's simply not the case. It's simply not the issue as my dog alerts. <sighs> The reality is that there are those who would love to rule our lives for us. There are those that seem to think they know better than us. And some of them actually have some power and authority. And while I don't think that they're going to be successful in subjugating the planet, and though I don't lose any sleep over what they do or don't do, you would be a fool to not acknowledge that it at least exists. You would be a fool to continually disregard the warnings you've received over decades, from various groups and organizations out there that watch this stuff. And yeah, some of it's a little, mm, I don't want to believe that. That's a little far out. I can't believe somebody would really want that or somebody really thinks that. But honestly, most of the time, it turns out to be true. And even if it's not proven to be true now, it will be soon enough because it's just the way these things work. The whole world's been created by conspiracies. The whole world operates off of conspiracies. It's just some are larger and more clandestine than others. It doesn't bother me. I understand. Anytime two people go and work together to get things done, they're in a conspiracy. I mean, I've belonged to several conspiracies. You may recognize the names, right? The McKinney Tea Party. Ooh. The Republican Party of Collin County. Ooh. The Republican Party of Texas. Ooh. I mean, there's a number of groups, and they all seek to change the world around them. Some are more benign and want actually positive events and effects for the majority of the people. In fact, ideally all of the people. And others, no, they just want to build more control, more influence, more power. I've often replayed, replayed I should say, the joke that the libertarians used to say, yes, yes, vote libertarian. We want to take over and leave you alone. Of course, that's a paraphrase. They've said it a number of different ways over the years. They live off the pro- the promise to not hurt people and take their stuff. That's something that conservatives generally agree with. That's something that I think we could all agree is a positive outcome. If only that conspiracy was really powerful or successful, but it's not, not yet. Indeed, as time goes on and we reconfigure the idols, we reconfigure what is an idol in our lives. We reconfigure what our thought processes are on things and we put things in the proper perspective, right? So you have the almighty God that we all are subservient to, that we all are supposed to dictate what we do with our lives in general, based upon those precepts. Then we worry about our family, our friends and our community. From there, we look at the community around us. These are appropriate priorities, but When they get out of sync is when you take a certain individual and you pop them up there. You take a certain movement and you put it up there instead. When you take a certain idea and you put it in front of everything. Indeed, people have fallen left and right of the dichotomy and have still failed because they created an idol or a false god out of whatever it is they were trying to do, whatever they were accomplishing, or an individual. We talked about the cult of personality, right? That's something that we need to be very careful of. When we prioritize what we're doing in consideration of what's most important, of who we ultimately answer to and who we are ultimately working for, we can do a better job at this. We can invest our time appropriately in the things that matter. So I talked about The correlation between the overarching involvement of what I do in my part-time job and the promise of answers out of this uh, inspiration from this uh, Sunday morning service. And the only thing I can tell you that I'm certain of that... If you invest in things that pay a long-term dividend, if you put just a little bit of time and effort in it over time, it matters. You know, Dave Ramsey talks about that idea where you pay down a debt or you save for a future thing. What I say is you invest in the next generation. You invest in an organization. You spend time getting to know people whether they're in your community or in your quote-unquote conspiracy. You spend time and money investing in the things that make a difference long-term. But you do it in such a way that you're not altering your priorities, that you're not altering what's most important. And you also do it in a way that's honoring to God the Father. If you support and if you invest in something that doesn't honor him and what he stands for, you're working against it. You're putting something up in his place. Now, I know it's vogue to say that Christians can be Democrats. It's true. There are Democrats that become Christians. There are Democrats that have been Democrats essentially since birth that are Christians. But if you break down the things that the Democrat Party says they support that are in direct contradiction to what even the Ten Commandments teach, that's a dichotomy that you shouldn't be able to rectify. One of them's wrong. One of those has to go. You can make your choice. I just expect that you'll choose wisely. And I know what you're saying. I know it. I know. The Republican Party's actions don't always comport or with what they say or what their platform is. And yes, we're all human, we fail. Some of us don't set good examples at times. And quite frankly, the party's a mess. I can't think of anything that they directly support in their platform that is in violation. Uh, That is a question that I have from time to time heard from people that is a thought process that I would like to run through. And if somebody can find something, I would love to have that discussion. You can put it in the comments. Call me out on it. It's fair game. The Libertarian Party has a definite tilt towards, and this is based upon the idea of self ownership, but we'll call it self godness. I am my own God not everybody, not everything. And certainly there's plenty of Christian libertarians and those same Christian libertarians fall on different sides of various issues, but they're generally the ones that are pro-life, right? Again, whatever you do, you have to make it subservient to the ultimate one that we all have to answer to. You have to make sure that you're not putting something else in his place, that you're not taking something and making it more important. That's a challenge for all of us at all times. Which is why you have to prioritize things. Which is why you have to take the effort. You have to reorganize things in your life. You know, I honestly I never really settled on (laughs) <laughs> on what my title is going to be on this episode, we'll just uh, we're just going to end with the idea of removing idols. If you will just remove them and then reinterpret the value that they have in your life, you'll be in a much better place. You'll be in a much better situation long term if you invest in the things of value and you keep them in the proper perspective and the proper priority. This was episode 109. I appreciate you all stopping by to listen. If you found this the least bit interesting, invigorating, please share it, like it. The podcast is no good if it doesn't grow. I can't get the voice heard in the area I live in if we're not sharing it. Later on this week, we'll transition into some more local issues and certainly some statewide issues as tomorrow will probably be a Texas Tuesday. Until then, I will see you on the other side. Good night.